Welcome to More Than a Broker, the podcast that goes beyond the traditional definition of a logistics provider. My name is Andrew Elsner, co-founder of Spot. In each episode, we will dive into the stories of industry experts, keep you up to date on the highs and lows of the logistics marketplace, and introduce you to the people behind the advanced technologies that are driving innovation for brokers, shippers, and carriers within our industry. Join us as we explore the world of logistics through a different lens. This is More Than a Broker. Drivers, start your engine! Thanks for coming together. This is, um, it's neat, it's 15 years. I wanted to bring back a group of you to hash out the startup of a company, number one, because you guys were all part of the, the early journey. And just to have some key memories, you guys were all part of the beginning. So the foundation, and we're sitting today, it's kind of unique. We're sitting in the exact spot that we started this company. And so I, I still often have flashbacks. It was probably November 2nd or 1st of 2008 that I walked in this building. And I remember I took a lap around the building and we went all the way around. I remember telling the guy, Benton and Paul were the owners. And I was like, we'll fill this up. And the guy laughed because it was 2008. So the economy was, was terrible. So, and probably none of you even knew what freight was in 2008. So to see it today is pretty cool. And as we're coming on 15 years, it's a unique story. It's fun. I think if you look at the brokerage space, we're one of the few self-funded, the size that we are today. We're one of the largest in the country. All of you were part of the early days where it was pretty bleak. So... I thought I'd kind of go around. We can start just kicking around some, some fun memories. But I guess I'll start with you, Theo. You were probably the first, weren't you? Yes. We hired you out of college, didn't we? Yeah. So came out of IU 2012. And uh, I remember coming in for the interview. I'd actually asked for it. And you stumped me at the end of it. And uh, you asked me why no one was hiring me. And I was like, shit. It's like, man, this guy just put a dagger into me. Like, I, I can't believe he asked me that. Answered it very poorly. Then I followed up with uh, probably two. It was a two page yeah, email. It, 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 it was at least four or five paragraphs that I emailed you on. Uh, as well? uh, on, yeah. th- there was a long resume, too, on why it answered the question wrong. And then I got an email that I got hired. So it worked out uh, pretty well. Yeah. Robert, your journey is unique. In some respects, you started as an intern. I did, yeah. So right in college, uh, my senior year, I found this place on a job board. I came in, got interviewed by you, and you also gave me a a stump of a question. As I I said, I was a hard worker. I gave you the whole deal. And you said, well, yeah, Robert, nobody comes in and tells me they're a fucking piece of (laughs) shit. I'm going to get a job. I thought I handled it well. Honestly, I was one of the last interns to end up getting a job in my my thing. I remember watching going, shit, I don't know that I did so well because everybody kept getting announced online that they were coming on. And I was like, well, I guess that's not going to work. But then I ended up ended up getting the job and coming in and learning everything from, from you guys. So it's definitely a bit of a unique story, but yeah, an exciting one. To that point, I was remembering in 2021... I walk up and the interviewers or interviewees don't really know who I am sometimes. So I'll sit down next to one. I sit next to a college kid and he's wearing loafers, no socks, <laughs> untucked uh, polo. And I said, hey, can I give you a piece of advice? Um, when you come in an interview, you're just supposed to dress up plus one, usually a tie. Or 
He said, oh, man, shit, should I go home? I'm like, nah, I just practiced. Use this as practice. <laughs> practice. I said, it was good. Alex, you were probably next, weren't you? June of 2013, uh, and I trained under Dale. And I remember coming through here off that elevator. I didn't interview with you. I, I interviewed with GT. But you came up and greeted me. The moment the door opened, you're like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, uh, well, good, good. <laughs> And then afterwards, like then we did, if you remember, we did, you could select if you wanted to do lunch after your interview or you could go down to the ER, the elbow room, and go down for uh, a happy hour afterwards. So I went down there with Kylie. I'll never forget, like you'd walked in. I remember very vividly this day. You'd walked in and followed like five people. And those little tables were like barely big enough for four to sit at. And everyone's like huddled around you. And I'm like... Like this, this kid on an interview, and I, I don't remember what I said, but you guys were like, you were writing something, and I interjected and asked a question about like what you guys were talking about, and you looked up to me like, who the heck are you? <laughs> like, and he didn't even respond. I'm like, I screwed it. <laughs> I completely screwed my chances. All right, well, I'm gonna have to call and tell my dad that I gotta go interview elsewhere. When in the early days, you used to stay. We did a lot of freight at. 24-7. So, I mean, we're probably the largest in the country for raw materials. And I remember you dialing on that phone for loads out of Iowa. That was my first. Your, your mouse pad was so soaked with sweat because we were like, do not miss yeah. this load. Do was, not miss this load. Steve Hall and I, because we started on the same day. It was like our training exercise back then because back then we had like three days in there with you and then we got thrown out to the wolves. Like we trained on Amcorp and Chink printed off a carrier for in one list. And one was aims to... Norfolk, Nebraska, and Ames to Quincy, Illinois. And he went to Steve Hall. He goes, which one do you want to lane build? And he was like, I guess Quincy. And he goes, yeah, that's what I would pick too. And he gave me Norfolk, Nebraska. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, whatever. Learning that, you know, it's just going to the middle of nowhere. Right. It was a tough one. Dan? Danimal? You were a college grad. I was not a college grad. No, I was experienced. I was uh, at a liquor supplier a distributor, excuse me, for almost five years, and my job was getting eliminated. And so I did what any sound person would do, and I applied to like 150 jobs that I didn't know anything about. And uh, I had no idea what freight was, as you kind of alluded to, to, to start this whole topic. I had no idea what freight was. I didn't know what a pallet was. I knew nothing. I knew I needed to make money for my family, right? And I interviewed with you, and I think... An hour after the interview, you called. So, what are you doing? What do you want to do? Do you want you want to work? Do you want to you know come and say, I don't know. Just give me a minute. I, I tried to slow play it a little bit. Then the next day, you called again, and so it felt really good. You know, having an owner, a president, someone who wanted you, and to be talking with an owner and a president, right? So I thought it was amazing. How many people do we have at that time? Goodness, I, I know Theo and Bunny were there. There might have been twenty or thirty people. Yeah, I, I would say at the most. It if, was if different that. times. <laughs> yeah, definitely a, a different time. And so, yeah, I, I, I worked mean, in his your... office felt small. I yeah, mean, I mean, but it was sorry. Yeah. No, no totally very big, big and yeah. empty. Sorry, not yeah. small. Were you hired when this was done? This was all done. Yeah, we had all the furniture uh, here. Yeah. We had the little TV back in the back corner with PlayStation. With the PlayStation mm-hmm. that no one played. No one ever played. Yeah. So. yeah don't get caught on the PlayStation. <laughs> that was no. funny. Yeah. It's a trap. <laughs> I remember. I, yeah. I had a cousin. He was in town from Nebraska. And he, he walks in here one day and it was, it was before the Thursday or Friday before race weekend. And we are busy. And I mean, I'm on the phone. Everybody's on the phone nonstop. 
when that night when I got to the house, it was like seven o'clock and he's like, damn. He's like, that's intense. <laughs> that's not normal. I'm like, because he works at a huge Fortune 100 company. He's like, it's just, I mean, no one left. It was busy. Brett, what about you? No, I had a different track here because I was, I guess, the only shoe referral. Salesman? I was a shoe salesman back Women's in college. Shoes, Women's right? shoes. Women's shoes. Specialized. Yeah. Specialized, yeah. yeah. You that's meet great. a lot of ladies. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Can I interest you? Uh, Selling yeah. shoes. Yeah. It's your yeah. entire clientele. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Lined up a lot of dates from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My first job out of college, um, I met a guy named Mark Bias, and we uh, were selling copiers together. And I left, and we were selling Yellow Pages. And he called me, and he, he I brought him on board um, to that company. And we did that for a few years. And then we both saw the writing on the wall at the time with the industry. So he came to spot and I went to Fifth Third Bank. That wasn't for me. And I reconnected with Mark and I was like, what do you, what do you think about spot freight? And, and he's like, oh man, it's a, it's a lot of work. Uh, it's a lot of work, but I, th- I think it's going to pay off, but it, it's a lot of work. You know, like, are you trying to talk me out of this? Like, uh, well, maybe I'll come in and meet you, uh, for lunch. And, um, you wore a suit. I did wear a suit. Well, I, I worked I for the bank, mm, but right. I always plus one, you know, right, I, right, I right. could have taken that tie down with <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but I came in and and uh, looked around the place and, and I thought it was fantastic. And then you happened to be here, uh, so I think I chatted with you for yeah, a little bit. I remember. Who'd you interview with? Do you remember? I think it was with you. Oh, like, like, are I, we going here or are we in there? I, I, I think we were in here at the table. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, grilled me. It was like a probably a four hour long. No, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did once. Uh, I interviewed this kid from Ball State, and I said at the end, I said, you know, I just don't think you can sell. <laughs> and this person looked at me and said, I think you're right, too. <laughs> said, All right. Have a good one. Yeah. It wasn't Craig? Craig's had a kind of a fun story here, too, because I catfished him, and then now he's, he's changed rules a couple times. And Yeah, so I, I was catfished into, uh, into Spot in an interesting way. So there was a website that was like a LinkedIn uh, spinoff type. It was called Career Athletes. And I got a message from, like, similar to your story, I'm like, yeah. hey, the owner is reaching out to me. I got a message from Andrew Elsner, co-owner at Spot, and I was like, well, if this guy's reaching out directly, I'll respond to him, which is, you know, in hindsight, I would, no, I'm kidding. If he's reaching out direct, I'll respond. So we did an interview, and I still swear to this day that I remember sitting, I was sitting in my truck doing the Shit. phone interview. It was a GMC. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. wow. Um, no power windows. Yeah. <laughs> And the cone crusher made a, <laughs> made a couple valid points about the where I currently was, but then also I swear he said that he was also an offensive lineman. I looked like one. Maybe yeah, maybe he said he looked like or whatever. Your words not mine, but I, I did. <laughs> but I so I came in. Turns out that it was not actually him that initiated the message, but the yeah. HR lady comes. Hey, I messaged this person. He responded. You need to need to give him a call. So I came in and I interviewed with Shank first. You were out. And then I came back and I sat down with you and the good old, I guess, Elsner wisdom at the end of the interview where he just calls it. I was doing something else on the side and was like, well, yeah, hey, working here, but I'm also working with this startup company. And he, he just goes, that's not going to work. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm like, what do you mean? I didn't even really explain to you the concept. And he goes, no, I'm just saying like, it's not going to work. Like two you're going to, you get two jobs. Isn't going to work, <laughs> which about a week in, I'm like, yeah, you're right. So it was, it was a good example of fully commit two feet in and, and go. Looking back when you first walked in, 
Do any of you have any thoughts like, oh shit, what did I just get part of? Like, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you- did anybody's parents or wives or anybody say? Like- <laughs> well, it was my first uh, first couple of weeks. You took a pay cut. Oh, I took a significant pay cut. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, I was told there was a lot of opportunity here. <laughs> <laughs> Still trying to find it? <laughs> Ten years later. We'll get it. We'll get there. It's coming. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. But, you know, coming from outside sales and, you know, outside sales with the bank, you took your lunch, you know, you, you know, either go to a restaurant or sit in your car, eat, whatever you packed it, you're on the road. But it was, I was doing check calls for Alex and uh, Steve back then. I don't remember that. And it was the first day. It was Monday. You did not miss check calls. I mean, that was- uh, I was, I was hammering out check <laughs> Monday calls. morning check calls. <laughs> and then noon rolls around and I get up and I already packed my lunch. It's in the car. And I go out to the parking lot and I sit there and eat my lunch, come back. And, and uh, Steve Hall says to me, he's like, wow, you, you were gone for a long time. I'm like, well, I was gone for an hour. And he goes, yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> I go, I understand. <laughs> I will be sitting here for lunch. I got gotcha. you loud and clear. <laughs> well, it was a startup phase too. It was, it was a startup phase. I mean, it was, those were tough, yeah. tough years. I feel like it's like the energy that everybody's story is kind of similar as you walk in, right? And you've got the energy. Like I remember shout, I shouted somebody for the, or like as part of the interview process, I sat down and just pulls up this board and it was just right away like, all right, all these are good. This is covered. I've got this covered. I still got to get all these. And it was just like, and everybody was on the phone. It was constant. It was, I mean, it was just an awesome environment. I mean, I was straight out of college and I remember thinking, like I was young and naive. I had no idea. And I was just like, I guess this is what the real world's like. And then you'd be talking to your friends or family or whoever. And it's like, how do you articulate to them how busy your job is? Right? Like, Oh, you're stressed out. Like <laughs> I slept under my desk last night. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little overloaded as well. You know, it was like boot camp, really for me. It was definitely different. I mean, I I came from the wine and spirits industry, and I I thought the parties and things like people got after it there. It was a new level, you know, at, at spot, you know, and and people got their work done as well. I'm a salesman, and back in the day, if you look at it, I you know, Shank would say, "Hold firm on rates," and so would Elsner. I'm like, "All right." This is what we have to do. You had to fight for every dollar. And it's like Indiana to Illinois, backhaul lane. It's going to move at 350. Just wait. It'll break. It'll break. It'll always break. It always breaks. In the words of Craig Hunter, it'll always break. What about you, Robert? So I did a lot of moving around early on, uh, basically filling in for people while they were out. And I vividly remember filling in for, for Theo. And it was like, as soon as he'd come back, it's like a, a full out audit on the race that I made. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I filled in for him a lot. Take him and off. I filled in for a lot of people, which I think got me a lot of uh, really good experience. Uh, I have a little bit different path in carrier sales necessarily than some of you guys in account management, but it's it's been a wild ride. I mean, I remember... Being one of the first carrier sales reps, you were there the was, yeah, yeah like were. there were, there were no other, there was no established department. So I go to bring a rate and it's like, well, who's this asshole? Who's <laughs> gonna bring the rate? Like there there wasn't a, here, yeah. a sourcing efforts. Like it, I remember starting on the Franklin, Indiana to Fort Worth and, and really wow. building that one. How many, I, that one, yeah. That was, I probably gave you a list of how many, a couple thousand at least. Oh, at least. I mean, it was multiple tabs, thousands of carriers, each one. It you was just it? digging. Yeah. Took me a long time, but that was that was what really gave me a good start and made me realize that all the hard work that you do put in ultimately pays off. I still remember we were very close. Like all of us were so close. Like there was a spirit. We had no still choice. is today. Like yeah, you could feel it. Like but it was very palpable. I mean to see like 
our growth story across the country, it's, it's pretty unique, but it all is driven by the people. But I still remember the memory of we were trying to get to a, was it a million dollars a week. And when we hit, I swear to God, I probably had five, you know, text messages, a bunch of emails, like we did it, we did it, we did it. That, those were, I mean, some fun times. Do any of you have any memories that stick out, like achievement memories that we did as a team that? I just remember like the team mentality. You remember the, when the flu? <laughs> just went through the office. No, yeah, it wasn't a question that we weren't going to come into work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just remember it was day one, like half the people were out. Like, oh, they're not coming in, but we got all this freight. And it was like, okay, well, let me uh, see what I got on the board today and let's see what, uh, see what else we can uh, get from these other pods. And then day two, even more people were out. Yeah. Like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see if we can't manage this thing with, uh, with half oh, a dozen man. people here. <laughs> yeah, people would come back on the other, like they would be get over it and then they're in the yeah. people that were in are now out, but it yeah. was a good like rotation. Uh, we probably were out two thirds of the office for a week straight because it just kept spreading, kept spreading. I remember when they cut the, the, the power line. Oh. It wasn't the power, it was the internet. Oh yeah, they cut the, the internet line. line. And that was over 24 hours. Oh, I didn't sleep for two days. Yeah. Or, oh man. We uh, like legit fax machine, yeah. like not. Yes, you remember Shank. The office was an old office, mm-hmm. and like said, so the building we're in today has got to be. It's old. We had access. So Shank took a hammer from home and broke in the the door. D mark where the D mark where the internet comes in to figure to start finding it. Then he's flipping panels. I leave my house on the south side, so we're we're now both downtown. We went in the basement. There's rats. Like it's a dirty place. Trying to find out what's going on. <laughs> I've been on. down there once. It's gross. We started calling all of you, and I took spreadsheets and we rebuilt. We called the the company back then. We didn't have our own software, so we called the company. They sent us a snapshot, like the quickest one they could get us. Then I had to call everybody to get. It. I remember it was two days before we really like. We were back up. Yeah, got to sleep. Mm-hmm. And wasn't it cut like? It was kind of, yeah, here. just right in, yeah. in the back, so yeah. by the garage. <laughs> no access, but we had to rebuild every single load. It yeah. was unbelievable, like how tired you were. <laughs> it was. We got it and done. We didn't even, I mean, like, oh, our, we got them all moved. Our yeah. whole system was like here too. So like even being like somewhere else, trying to get remote into it or whatever, like Good. no internet to that. Like oh, every that was the yeah, lifeline. Citrix. Yeah, but you couldn't. <laughs> did we have you couldn't get on because Citrix, Citrix was here, though, right? I don't think you could get to it because well, it was you, all. You couldn't remote in because here. I don't think so. No. You could, you could remote in with an application. Oh, yeah. Another I remember screen. that. Yeah. But it was one screen. Yes. It was pretty bad. But not when it was down. <laughs> but not That's when it was right. Down. Yeah. You could remote in if it was up, but if it was down but from here. like I think Shank water. eventually got the software running on his computer, and then you had a station. I think you were running it. Yeah. <laughs> and you were running off of a uh, the, the mobile, mobile hotspot. Yeah, the hotspot. Right, Thank right. you. Oh yeah, and then Craig, like you'd book a load, you'd get it to Craig. Craig would book it on the computer right. and send it running <laughs> off of a cell phone, and that's how we ran the company for two days. Like, two days. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when that came back on. That feeling it was like, <laughs> oh my, we're back. Oh well, then that's when Shanker, you had the idea to get like backup generators or batteries. If this ever happened, we bought again, the one right? yeah. batteries. Uh-huh. Yeah. The best part was there's this uh, in the servers. There was another time this happened back then, and. The IT company that was monitoring saw that once three of these blades like had an issue, it would shut down. There were seven of them, shut them all down to protect them. Well, they saw two were down on a Friday. They said it's impossible that the third would go down. 
Sure as hell, it goes down on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> we sat in this office again for 24 hours. Like, I think I remember that. Awful. <laughs> I was thinking back um, when we set the goal. I remember to, to when we got over 700 million in revenue, and we were gonna we were gonna celebrate on Georgia Street. What was that night like? <laughs> Well, um, <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> we celebrated for sure. I hoovered back with the crops yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the floor of the minivan. <laughs> I do think it was fun to, to see that the spirit, the the people that everybody came together, the music. The, mm-hmm. It was one one movement. Yeah, I mean, I think you tie it back to that story of. I mean, everybody. It was seven hundred people. You pull it back to like when we were shooting for a million in a, in a week or whatever. And then like the cool part about that uh, milestone in that party was like all of us remember when, you know, we're shooting for a million. <laughs> a million right? a day. Remember when we were doubling <laughs> revenue a million a week, every yeah. single a week, year, week. which was, you know, then all, I think everybody's eyes were opened at once. So it's like, oh, well, you can do that from like 10 to 20, 20 to 40. Then yeah. you get into like some of these bigger numbers and just like growth. Everyone was on the same page. Like everyone wanted to get a million dollars a week, right? Yeah. Like, oh, man. and then once we did it, it's like, great, what's next? And then I, I remember going in, it's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, but then it's like this $700 million party. It's like, there was no doubt in our minds that we were going to hit it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was going to be crazy as shit, but it's like, <laughs> everyone was on board. And mm-hmm. once we hit it, we knew we were going to. Yeah, just because the company has right? always been like, yeah. you know, I next up. I think that one of the cool things, like very early on that led to that, everybody being on the same page and just the team was like at the end of the day, if you had your freight covered and it's like you would almost start to leave like 30 minutes before you were planning to leave because you would check in with that. Like you'd check the board and see, mm-hmm. right, does anybody else have freight that needs covered? And you'd see somebody pinned down with 10 loads left and it's 445 or whatever. And you're like, how can I help? Which ones do you want me to work on? That yeah. was the fun part about a startup. Yeah. yeah. Like, can you do a startup this way? It was a bootstrap startup. Everybody came together, but you didn't have to. That was the. Remember, nights ordering pizza. Well, the night on Fourth of July, one of our customers sent over like ten loads on Fourth of July, and he called me. We were talking. I'm like, all right, I'll be down. And so we sat here and covered the loads. Yeah. And then you know, stopped by the ER. And yeah, you know, had to go get a lunch. You're here. Why not? That was my Ford. Like I remember, people people would say like. You work Monday through like you work six days a week. You know, like what? And, but you know, I'm in my early twenties, and I'm like, no, I love it. You know, because then we go get lunch. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like the end. You know, it was the grand finale of the of the week. You worked your butt off, and then you got to go and have a little liquid lunch. The service standard was was what like insane. I'm probably most proud of is that. I mean, in this group, like no one, you did not let down. No, each other. The customer, the carrier, like it did not happen. Is there any stories that stick out? I remember Craig driving his customer sign on his truck <laughs> up to deliver. <laughs> so he was a carrier in the system. Is there any ones that stick out that, that are just a sign of like what we do, the little things, right? I remember it was a Friday and we were coming out of a bad stent. Like I was not making commission and I was just coming out of it and getting into the green. And I'm like, finally, a little bit of a residual income, you know, a little extra on top, I guess I should say. And it was the end of the day, and my customer called me and said, hey, I haven't seen the the first of the loads out of PA. They were in Texas. And we're running that this weekend. And I'm like, 
scrolling. You know that feeling when your stomach kind of drops and you're like, oh boy. And long story short, it was determined it was an EDIer. And it was not a great market. I knew I was going to lose my rear on on the 12 or 15 loads. It was like 15 loads. And I remember walking outside, you were with me, and I cried. <laughs> I was so defeated. It was at the end of a crazy week. I had You're zero. I had, I had zero left in me, and I just like put my hands on my head like this. And I was just like You're breathing. Out. Damn it! <laughs> and Helzer goes, "Stop! We're gonna go upstairs. Stop. We're gonna get this done." And it was cool though. It was like one of those moments. I think back. Like, you had stayed. A lot of people had stayed. We got everyone, done. everyone got to work. Got like done. we're just gonna get these covered. Yeah, and we got half of them or so covered, and then we came in Saturday and got the rest. But you know, it's just like one of those moments where you're just extremely short sighted, and it's just like the straw that breaks the camel back, and you're like, oh my god, the world's ending. You know, <laughs> I had strung together like multiple we you know weekends where it's yeah. just like I had loads picking up Saturday and Sunday, and I felt like like in the gauntlet. And I remember sitting there on a Friday. And I already had, I mean, I had the loads already. It was probably two o'clock. And usually on like a Friday, like vibes are high. People are excited. Um, Andrew walks past my desk and I'm, I'm sitting there staring at my screen and I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling through available loads. Available loads. (laughs) (laughs) And he just goes, how's it going? And I, I just looked at him. (laughs) I was was like, uh, um, and then I just looked back at my screen and I just kept, I scrolled back up to the top and then I looked at him again and scrolled down a little bit and he goes, what is that? I've got, I have to get all these covered. He goes, okay, we're going to get them covered. <laughs> it's a similar thing. He just goes, all right. I pulled everybody together. We go into the conference room and I'm still standing there like, I don't even know, like this may be it. Maybe this is it. Maybe I'm not a freight broker. And he goes, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to celebrate. Every, we're we're going to divvy these up to all these people. Everybody's going to help. Every time you cover one, ring the bell. We'll celebrate and we'll get everything. We'll get everything out. And I remember that day. It was Saturday. It was awesome. I think I have a similar story to that. Me and Brett were helping launch a uh, oh, a brand, brand for a customer. Let's mm-hmm. just say that we were one of two brokers that were launching this nationwide brand. Probably how many shipments a week? So oh, hundreds at the time. At the time, this was a lot. I, I would say probably three hundred shipments a week, yeah. and that's a lot. That's a, mm-hmm. that was a lot of shipments for us. It was just Brett and myself, and I was gone one Friday. And if you don't know this, I am without a doubt a better broker than Brett. Without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. Without, without a doubt. A doubt. There's, there's without no, debatable. Yeah, there is no debate. Without a doubt. <laughs> but we, we had probably, I would say, 70-ish shipments available out of one shipper mm-hmm. in one day that all needed to be covered. And it was just Brett. And so it was either Brett or Andrew. Someone got involved when I was out. And ultimately, Bobby. ultimately Bobby, Bobby was there too. Bobby was crushing it. And it's like there was probably right. half of spot working – on loads out of this shipper in this had, one market. We one had day. like 80 we got him covered. across Wisconsin. Yeah, oh, that, 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 yeah that's, that's what it was. was in, in the fall. Market. Yeah, that in the was fall. tough. Yeah. That was in, tough. In 2014. It was not, yeah. Yeah. But we got it done. We all came together. Someone was out, and it's just the way it was, and it was awesome. I remember seeing the revenue reports during those times, and I looked at it, and I was like doing a decent amount of time off-site at a customer. <laughs> that's uh, right. And so I'm like outside looking in, and I look at it, and I'm, like something's wrong. Like, is there, a, is there a glitch? I feel like I reached out. I'm like, guys, what's going on? Did you, did you, do you have duplicate orders? In there? No, like, no, no. It's taking off. They're sending them. They're sending them. That was awesome. Well, there was a couple projects that, which was neat. Like looking back, 
one of my favorite stories. We were experts in JIT freight. Where we through sheer passion, like we figured this thing out. Like we had SOPs for recoveries. We had number of carriers. We had routing guys with ratio splits. Like we're a little bit psycho about the job. But I remember we won this one contract, and I'll never forget. Like we had no business, but we would sit in the conference room and, and tinker till three in the morning. I mean, it was it was insane. I remember one night I came up with this this formula. But I remember on the plane ride home, Alex looked at me and he goes, well, Ace, how are we going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember saying, well, that's a good, that's a good thought. Uh, <laughs> but, it, but everybody came together. It was back again on another story of just like mm-hmm. a group of people so addicted to the process that, that the thing went. And anyway, I think like of entrepreneurs, you have to be addicted. It was always our mantra, right? Like we would always go get the business and then figure it out. Like that's just, we didn't know any different. That's just, even to this day. But I mean, we're a much different company now. I mean, now we have so much infrastructure behind us. In the earlier days, it was so different. We had no Mm -hmm. resources. Mm -hmm. That was the best part. We were resourceful as hell. I mean, I remember one company we were working with, they were loading trucks in like three or four hours. And we come in and do this analysis on the cost impact. We fly down to their facility. We show up dwell time analysis, and, and at the end, like, well, what do we do? Like, we'll hire one more forklift driver. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, that's all we have to do. Like, yep. <laughs> that's all you got to do. <laughs> and it changed it. Well, yeah. Looking back, that's a good example. Like, most providers, broker or asset would have just said, hey, you know what? It's not for us. Out of that facility. I know exactly what you're pointing to. And, and there were times where trucks would wait literally 24 hours to get loaded. But we took the extra steps to dive in give a breakdown of the hours it was happening. We could pinpoint and paint the picture of exactly what needed to be done. We flew down there, met with them. Whereas I think most would just kind of turn their nose and say, hey, we're just going to kind of exit. Wish you the best luck. Or they would just charge them, right? They would right, just charge right. like increased rates or Even attention. to this day, it's our, like we're so embedded, and especially back then for such a small company, we were so embedded. Like that same customer routinely would tell us, you guys know more about our operations. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We were so addicted to and that, operations. That gave me so much. That would get me so amped up. I was so <laughs> proud of that statement when they would say that. It spoke to like how embedded we were. We took, I forget where we were. We took somebody out to dinner. They weren't, or we, they stopped by at Sauce. They were not in our industry. They were not part of our company. And we're at the elbow room. It had to be the elbow room or somewhere. And we're all, we're talking about freight. We're fighting about freight. <laughs> we're talking about ideas. Shank had his laptop up writing code. And these people are like, <laughs> like all you guys do is talk about work. And like, yeah, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> That's all we have in our life right now. So. <laughs> Literally all we had in our life. That was like the back to that passion, that energy and passion was crazy. And I think that was like momentum too, right? Because you didn't want to let... Like, you don't want to be the one that let anybody, let down. anybody down or to be the example of what not to do, right? It's like, this is the way we do it. I know that if I don't do it this way, like, yeah. I'm letting everybody in the room down. And the room was pretty small at that time. <laughs> well, we always said yes. Like, yeah. we said yes yeah. to everything oh, yeah. and then we'd figure it out. Like, it was, yeah. When we decided to create software, I remember sitting at a table with Shank and we were talking and I'm like, I'm like, well, what, did, what would we do if we were going to be the best? And he's like, well, we do it. All right, let's do it tomorrow. Let's start this thing. And I remember like we started and we're developing software the next day and, and, you know, getting into 3PL management and everything else that we do today. It's like, it's just that addiction to getting the process better. If you guys think back and describe Spot today versus eight years ago, nine years ago, what do you think is the, the biggest thing that's 
not amazes you, but it's just different. That's well, I was, I was going to go back to your point that you were just making with we were a startup, always saying yes. Like if if you were presented an opportunity with a customer, it's yes. You know, I'll figure it out in the back end. I remember the the first customer I brought on at a, about a year into it, you know, approached me like, "Hey, do you know anything about hopper bottoms?" Oh, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Great. Hey, I've got like 400 loads here. And you barely know uh, what driving yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, let, let me get you a quote. And he, you know, well, can you put that in per ton? I'm like, oh, was that you? Did you, you do sure that? can. Yeah. Yeah. It was Robert. That was Robert. Yeah. 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 So, so, I a, King. so I give a uh, Bobby down there and I'm like, hey, man, we're going to figure this one out quick because uh, I already committed to this. <laughs> <laughs> I remember figuring it out with you. It was yeah. definitely a, a challenge, but we knew we were going to we fail the customer. Yeah. We were, I mean, we were talking per ton. We had that yeah. load board for a lot of bottoms. different lingo. Because yeah. I yeah. dabbled in hoppers for a while too. Shipbulkloads.com. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. But we bailed this guy out of his, out of his situation. situation yeah. You know, and he's, we still talk every day. Uh, he'll never forget that. Brett was always one that would go after a, a new opportunity. I remember the one time he had me working for, I don't know, it was about a week on a potential move of a family over from the, was it the Middle East? <laughs> and they were going to bring a, some super exotic car. Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah. It was it like was a whole a, deal. We, yeah. Yeah. Probably Pay by Prince. credit card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> loads of load. All right. yeah. <laughs> loads of load. I can charge whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> Just did, kidding. Did you ever, thinking back to your first days, did you ever think you'd have a team in the scale that you guys are today? I never thought it would be as big as it is, right? Like when Brett and I first potted up, I was like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll do these few customers. This is great. And then you were like, no, you need to hire someone. When you, we can be bigger. We can do more. We can do more. And so, and now Brett. how many do you have now? We have six total people, including Brett and myself. <laughs> and we're tapped. I mean, I, it's cool. Might have to hire somebody else. Well, we'll see. We'll, yeah, <laughs> tamper, crazy. tamper with us. But yeah. um, we're not going to shelter our way to success. No, but with honestly, without that that push from you, it's like no, you should hire. I would have never even thought about. it. I'm just like, all right, well, I just have to work. I remember your first 22 hours instead of whatever. So it's just, well, it was never enough, Mm -hmm. right? You could always do more. You're like, I can stay 30 more minutes and get an extra load, Mm -hmm. or schedule a few more of these, or do a couple more check calls, or there was. You could always the the day was never done. No, you could always do more. I feel like the frust like the one of the frustrating things in that was like you would see like yourself scheduling every load mm-hmm. booking every load like building every load getting right? every load from the customers getting every load. Right? and yeah. then you bring somebody in and then look, maybe they like miss like scheduling an appointment or something mm-hmm. like that and it's like i used to do this all by myself like what this is yeah. your this is your one task but it what it is it's been cool to see like the growth of all the groups as they've expanded right and like been able to ultimately like bring on more and and, and process more because Robert, you have, now there's what you were the first, yeah. but then you, you had that other guy that sat by you. I forget his name, but now there's what 100. Yeah, probably close to 150 or more um, carrier reps. So it's definitely grown a lot since we first started. And now we're in since you were the department. Do you still have? The, yeah. Do you still have the original spreadsheet that you used? The uh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, I do. Yeah. Do you really? You should give that yeah. to every new. You rep. should. That's that should be thing. like that in the be uh, awesome. Well, we, we don't that. use spreadsheets these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, we have a software. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fancy. Well, I was thinking back to this is a great story, too. And I forget, Theo, your name. So your name's Theo Mascari. Theo? Yeah. So name's Theo Mascari, but I go by Dale Steele. And, um, you know, there's uh, I got the nickname 
which is a liquor distributor, Badger Liquor in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Uh, we were shipping Zing Zang Bloody Mary mix at the time. Called to introduce myself as so I took over this account. I said, hey, this is Theo. Uh, I'm going to be scheduling appointments with you. Nice to meet you. I said, yeah, Dale. I said, oh, and I corrected him. I said, no, my name's Theo. And he goes, yeah, Dale. I was like, all right, fuck it. It's Dale. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm interacting with this guy, you know, over the phone and, you know, didn't exchange many emails. So Andrew walks by one day and uh, he hears me on the phone talking to Lynn up there. And I said, hey, it's Dale with Spot. And <laughs> I look at Andrew. He's pissed off. He's like, why are you telling this guy your name's Dale? Your name's, your name's Theo. I'm like, hey, don't worry about it. It's fine. I'll explain. And Andrew ends up realizing it's the coolest nickname ever. Uh, so, so Dale kind of stuck after that. And then Steele... Uh, you know, there was a lot of people that would call in and ask for Mr. Steele over the phone. I don't know why they thought Theo was Steele. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe a barrier there. But, um, yeah, that, that's how uh, Dale Steele kind of got combined to uh, to have a, a great nickname. Vincent. looking for Vincent. Dale Xander. Where's Dale Xander at? Dale Xander, please. And, and Theo, your team now is what? You started with one. Yeah, so so it's one. Uh, we have we have six, including myself. Now, I remember being pushed. I got to a hundred loads a week by myself, scheduling, order entry, oh, moving them, and I was scared to hire someone. You were stubborn. Um, oh, super stubborn. Hired someone, immediately doubled the book of business. Uh, hired another person, grew from there, and it was just never ending. You know, early on we didn't have a brand. We always said yes. So it was the weekend guy. So I just took every weekend load that I could get. And as we continue to grow, I'm like, oh, weekend freight becomes weekday and contract freight. Yeah. We're competing against all these other people. Uh, so it kind of had this growing book of business to build off of and hire more people. To this day, my, my team would say this, we're still like weekend freight. Like it's, we say yes to everything. We're moving you know, 70 to 80 loads every Saturday and Sunday. And to me, it's a no brainer. I mean, we just gained two business days against all of our competition. Like keep moving it. No, Alex, your, your team is a lot. Well, yeah, it's, it's Don't grown. Don't the other guys. It's grown over the years. <laughs> no, I remember my early years, I, I remember thinking like, man, can you imagine doing $50 million a year? Yeah. And, you know, we, we about tripled that last year. But, like, it goes back to, like, Elsner would always hire, hire, hire. And, you know, we would all fight it, like, because in our minds, we're like, I think we're good. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, he had the vision – I'll give you the credit on like he would see that look, we've got a lot of large shippers underneath you and we can do more. And we just needed to increase our bandwidth because you, you sort of get this tunnel vision of I've got my, my, my piece of business. We're good. But when you have the time to kind of clear some of the day-to-day clutter out, that's when we really saw the growth kind of take off. Looking at the growth story, it's fun because it's organic. It's natural. We didn't acquire anybody. No one painted us anything. We didn't buy a customer list. We, all the tech we've created, everything's done in-house. What do you think it is that's been the difference? It's the people. I mean, what I find amazing about this, I've been doing it 10 years now. What is supply chain? It's one-twelfth of the U.S. economy, yeah. right? And so that sounds huge, but when you actually get into it, it's really small. Like, everybody knows everybody. And, like, if you if you do the little things right and you, and you, and you, you just do a good job and you, and you put the customer first, like 
they're going to, people leave or people talk. And, and it's amazing how many people I've ran into over the course of the years, just from, you know, something referral. I did, a referral or someone talking, you know, two years ago. And then, hey, I get a phone call out of the blue. It's, it's really neat. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I would 100% agree. It's without a doubt that people, I mean, you come in on your best days, you can lift others up. And on your worst days, there's someone there to lift you up and help you and like help yeah. lift the loads. The camaraderie, you know, before and after hours, the long nights, the weekends. I mean, it's just unexplained. Especially early on. Like it was a journey. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I remember always calling too, because I, and you never wanted me. You know, having to spend time on your stuff. Yeah. Hey, I got it. Like, yeah, I always, just, I wanted to show I could do it. Yeah. I got it. I got it every single time. Like that's, that's not common. But people and culture. That, culture like that's what we've yeah. mostly been talking about in a nutshell, right? Is that culture in the earlier years. Like if we had to go back and do it, we would have to replicate that. That was the biggest piece is the culture we created here where no one's going to sink. Like we're all going to just Passion. keep growing and keep growing. and. Like I remember sitting in our QBRs with customers and saying, look, we did a hundred million dollars last year. We're, we're a big player, mm. you know, <laughs> yeah. but we were so addicted to the people like that. I mean, it was amazing. That's all we talked about. I mean, it still, still is. I feel like it fostered like the, it would foster as we would hire people would come in and they would either like, they would either see it for, for everything that we it. saw it for, or they would feel it. And they would stick and they would be successful right. or they would be like, just, you guys are nuts. Uh, you're nuts. And they'd out. be out quick. Yeah. And it was yeah. good. I mean, it was good. It was like, we bring them in, they'd stick and they grow them. or yeah. And then now we've got, yeah, we've got more and, and more growth. That, I mean, you could, you would feel it, feel that. The other unique thing is we only have 500 some customers. Like most brokerages our size of a billion dollars have thousands of customers. Like we are laser focused. Our customer retention rate is 99%. Like, that's not unhurt. It's unhurt. It's not normal. So, the people is what it all comes down to, like, and the accountability that the, the people have. <laughs> that's the game changers. We hire anybody that comes in, especially to the, the carrier sales department that have outside experience. The first thing they come in and say is, it is different here. Yeah, the accountability that you, you have and your employees have over these customers is unmatched compared to other carrier sales departments that I've been a part of across the country. So, it's definitely refreshing and i think that's one of the reasons that we've been able to kind of get our department up to, to where it is now and then continue to grow this thing i would say that's been a big part of you know creating culture like our our service expectations are probably abnormal you know, we're not perfect but just <laughs> we didn't miss we did not miss it. there's always a truck now if we if we did miss we would Damn certain it didn't yeah. happen again. No, in the same shape or fashion. Yeah, it wasn't a fun day. Like if if our customers kind of knew how crazy we were behind the background and just taking on the amount of business we did. Like the, I know what account you're alluding to. Like that when we landed that account, and I was like, "How are we going to do this?" Remember so many times where it's just you're you're scared to fail. You can't fail. Like it's it's not going to happen. It wasn't you're gonna an do option. Everything yeah. in your power, you're going to pull things out of your pocket. Whatever you got to do to get the job. Done. Your mind changes. This is kind of a weird story, but yeah, my brother's sick, and I remember he was supposed to get blood dialysis, and so it's where they put a connect tubes to your carotid, and they run the blood out, clean it, filter it back down. And I came in in the morning, and they couldn't get the tube to stay open. And he's sitting up in the bed. He's like, they didn't do it. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. And, and you know, he's losing his mind because the ammonia is so high. And I remember 
I saw a piece of tape, a roll of tape sitting on the counter. And I said, well, lay flat. And I had the nurse come over and I'm like, what if we tape this to his forehead and then run it out the back and tape it to this thing? And he's like, I mean, we can try it. And this guy is a great nurse. I love him. And we, we tape it to his head, pulls the, the thing through and opens the line. And we ran dialysis for about four hours. The doctor walks in and is like, uh. <laughs> she's like it's working but we're going to send them to surgery to get this fixed <laughs> but it's that mentality like you know you go through all the stuff that we do day to day I have like and this that's one thing about this company is like the spirit of getting something done we will not like it mm-hmm. will not happen I think that was kind of the, the fun I often think back to we had a very fortune 100 shipper and I wake up kind of early and so he sent out a load request at 4 in the morning and I called into our after hours team they covered the load and he sent an email out asking who this company was because we were doing very little with this. And, and he said, can you drive to Chicago tomorrow? And I drive to Chicago the next day. And he's like, hey, can you fly out to Texas the next week? And I remember the solution I did was I drew three circles, the shipper, the receiver and us. And I put us said, if we all just have one email, we're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. Like This shipper was the one of the worst receivers in the country. And all of a sudden they were the best. And like, all we did was talk, so tech. Well, I, I was going to say, what I really like is the all throughout my career, the autonomy to trying different things. There was wow. no, like, structured, this is how you have to do it. It was, I have got this idea, I'm going to try it out. Hey, my goodness, that worked. And then, you know, we'd replicate it or, like, we could, you know, change it up. But it was never, like, this is the one way you have to do it. It was so rigid. It's, it was, like, you took in all these ideas from everybody, and then we continually – Throughout the years, everything just kept getting better and, and, you know, taking that idea and making it better. Well, I think about you guys, I remember you guys going into a large shipper, competing against multi-billion dollar companies and providing a solution that saved them a ton of money. Again, like we had no business winning that, that yeah. thing, but it was that, it's that passion, that energy that someone looking at it differently. Yeah. You know, or yeah, just a, obsessed with it. Yeah. How has tech changed? You remember back to our, oh, man. <laughs> and it's been a journey. I think Theo, you've probably been or, or Dale, you've been the, probably the best uh, supporter of the the tech evolution. <laughs> Big tech guy. <laughs> how, how do you think it's changed? Uh, I mean, it's certainly changed for the better. I look back to one how we were sourcing carriers, uh, it was a very manual process, API integrations, and quoting. Like, you really couldn't survive in this day and age if we wouldn't, if you guys wouldn't have done the investment and did our own proprietary technology. Like, we just couldn't compete. Saves us a ton of time, like manually quoting nonstop throughout the day, made our lives certainly easier. For sure. It's been easier. Yeah. <laughs> but the journey's not been. Oh, no. I mean, you think back to like a perfect, a perfect storm or you say golden days or whatever. But yeah. When you would put a driver's phone number in, then it would instantly line up green. <laughs> right? You're that like, was the oh, best. When they were magnifying, when, when it would line up mm-hmm. green, that was just like the happy oh, time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then. Yeah. Yeah, apparently that was abused in the, in the, in the, cause like everything changed, right? There was an yeah. actual regulation that came out that said you can't just ping based on a cell phone number anymore. And then you have to go into like developing an app and oh man, all that. I mean, the evolution of the app. I mean, Robert, you probably see the most change in technology. I mean, with, from your seat, it's had to change a ton. It's definitely changed a ton from the time where we first, it was just put the phone number in and it almost always would just, uh, Ping the driver, it wasn't super close, but uh, to developing our own our own personal app that obviously works um, pretty well, and we can 
show our customers exactly where the loads are at. The the technology and trying to get the, the carrier base to adapt to it has probably been the biggest challenge. A little bit challenging to get your own employees to adapt technology. <laughs> people that have been Brett. <laughs> people that have been in the truck for years and years uh, that don't want the government tracking them. Well, I got news. You got a cell phone. Yeah, right. already do that. Like, like we care what they're doing. All the Saturday. different yeah, little <laughs> things um, and getting the carrier base to truly adopt it's probably been one of the the more challenging ones. But we're starting to see a lot more success and a lot of carriers that truly appreciate what we're bringing to the yeah. table once they finally start getting ingrained with it and start using it but it does take a little bit of time to get there it's been interesting watching too because like we're 80 some percent contractual that, that's probably the most amazing thing that you guys have done is is you built the business the right way you know and i know there's so many years where you probably hated me but it was like it was the right thing because we we didn't go play in the market and we would execute on what we said we were going to do i mean i remember in 21 i mean you probably are almost in tears again you cry remember well, it was yeah. rough. I do more business than you. Do. Oh, here we go. And you're like, I. This is. I mean, we had we had contract rates on top. We were honoring them. And I remember we were losing millions of dollars. And you're like, what are we gonna do? I'm like, we're gonna execute the loads. That's what we're gonna do. I mean, I, no, no one. Yeah, like, get the break covered. But everything, like the contractual piece, that was the hardest part. Like, I remember talking to other owners of brokerages, and they were like, they were making all this money in 21, 22, and you're like, wow. It's hard not to be it's distracted by it. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, that'd be nice. the book. But it's just like that the partnership has been something that I think has been the most amazing the thing we do on a steady pace. Like, we do not, we've executed at a high level for a long time. I feel like servicing the contract. Through that, right when it was bad, when it, when rates were when rates were bad, mm-hmm. gives you the opportunity to service the contract the following year or the fun, following hey, contract term, right? It keep like you it pays keep, dividends pays for years dividends. to come. Yeah. What would uh? I got a question for you. Yeah. Going back since inception to today, what is one thing you would have done differently? Oh man, that's a hard question. I, I, I probably hire uh, Craig or <laughs> <laughs> take that other job, Craig. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think um, a lot of times, like we're 15 years in, we probably were so short-sighted at times because we were so far in the business. Yeah. But at the same time, like I, I meet all these people across the country and say you need to be like this pie in the sky visionary. I'm like, but if if you don't know what the hell you're doing day to day, like. How in the hell do you love the business? Like you gotta love the business. And sometimes maybe we were too psycho. You know, we were so addicted. I, I mean, looking back, like you never see your family, like you're gone all the time. Like that maybe, but I, I don't know. That's a good question. Let me ask this: Would you do a startup again? Oh, it was fun, man. I, I had fun. I would. I, I would. Yeah. I think that's fun. the only place I would would go if I were to start. Because yeah. I think it's been so unique being able to. I think kind of what Brett was saying earlier, like something doesn't work, come up with a new idea. You guys hear it out. We go develop it. We go run it. Right. And and that's been really neat compared to a lot of friends that I have that work at other places that are a little bit more corporate and like they just have to do what they're exactly told to do. And that's it. I don't know. I'm with Bunny. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> it's it's so it's Elzer and Shank were driving the ship. I went, I'm not just Boom. saying that. Agreed. But I would agree. That, no, that. but like, if I sit here and think about it, I think it would drive me nuts if anyone did it another way. I'd like, we've done such a journey in the past decade. Well, you almost went nuts. I, I, <laughs> many would argue I am. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I think it would like really annoy me if someone was doing something differently. Like, I would have to do it the exact same way we did it. But I mean, I, I look back to the, we were, we would talk on the phone almost every, I mean, night, a lot of times at night, 
at nine o'clock at night about what we're going to do the next day. All work related, not about. Thank you, thank, <laughs> yeah. thank you for saying because I wanted to. Thank you. We had a couple, couple personal calls. <laughs> Laying in bed. What are you watching? <laughs> yeah, that was never like there weren't many pleasantries exchanged. No. Like, I've taught say, myself hey, now yeah, to say, what's wrong? "What do you need? What's wrong?" But I noticed, like, I, I caught myself because we we're so like to the point. It's like I, I caught myself now. Like, I got to slow down and say, "Hey, how was your day?" <laughs> It's like, where's the load? <laughs> I think I would do it. I would do it. Like if this, if it, it was like, all right, you have to stop spot right now and an opportunity to restart everything with this crew. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It would have to be the same piece. Yes. This crew, like, 10 times out of 10. But I, I feel like also like we, we probably would stick out like to your point in your, you know, friends with the, like in a like structured like corporate role. Better. We go in and we would have ideas and we'd be like, all right, let's move. What are we doing? And we'd like have to go through seven different committees to get approved. You were 22 when you started? Straight out of school, so yeah. What would you do different? Well, I would have saved my money more in my earlier years. I tried talking to you. Remember the Saturday you called me, Ace, I'm buying a boat. Like, not. No, you're not. <laughs> He's like, what are you going to pull it with? Oh, shit. I'm going to go buy a truck. Buy a truck. Yeah. I know a buddy that's got a truck. Absolutely not. You're not buying that boat. Cone crusher. Yes. Yeah, the cone crusher. I call it the crate crusher. You picked me up one morning. I picked out, yeah. Because we had a, a long night. We'll leave yeah. it at that. But you were over at the, you were in like 86th Street or something. Where did you used to live? You were in 82 flats. Yeah. Yeah. And I scooped you up. We were around. driving down Meridian and there was construction and there were cones down the middle. And I go, I bet you won't hit one of those. He goes, <laughs> and this cone goes flying into someone's front yard. I'm like, okay. Well, <laughs> hypothetically, that would be hilarious <laughs> if that happened, but it didn't. <laughs> I don't know, like doing something different. I'd be curious to see what you guys have to say. Man, for me, it's going to be like the most cliche answer. I wish I would have found spots sooner than I did because, you know, I had two big boy jobs before I found spot. You know, I was mm -hmm. in inside sales for two years and then outside sales for almost, you know, five years. And then I found spot. My only gripe would be is I wish I would have found it sooner. There's a few accounts that got away that come to mind that I yeah. wish I would have that maybe they went to someone else in the company and I said, Hey, you know what? I give them my spin, let them have a crack at it. And I, I do have some regrets there that I, but back to that whole tunnel vision thing, it's like I had so much going on. It's like, it was just easy to say, yeah, go ahead pass that on to someone else. I would say my biggest regrets are some of those accounts that didn't quite flourish. Didn't get the same spot experience. Probably right. some that you realized that you like, there were just too much. I had, yeah. I had, I had like one in particular that I was just, too much time invested in and when that one like not for, like it, it, it changed went a different path it, it ultimately led to my team grow like growing doubling in size doubling hiring more people getting more busy and yeah i remember your first growth per period that was a, and that i still have that i'll drum it up at some point but talk about getting like a hundred or it was like a hundred and 20 or 150 loads a week in, a, in one week by a one-man team <laughs> uh, and Shank sent the email out like, congrats. Uh, yeah. Everybody should strive to be more like this. Greg Hunter. <laughs> like, I did it. Let's look at those numbers again. I actually sent Craig an email this past week. So we went through this period of like when we did the stretch goals. Oh, and it was man, like, okay, was hey, here's your actual versus expectation. It's like 2015, 2016. 
And I remember Craig was expected to do or on pace like 300 shipments. Everyone's kind of has their softball stretch goal, myself included. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. Craig was supposed to move 400 loads that month. He's like going for 700. I'm like, who, who is a psychopath? <laughs> Daryl's at like 415. Ballsy, man. As we get close here to winding down, I, one, it's been fun to sit around and talk. And to walk through this office has been amazing to see the memories. I mean, probably the bathroom brings back the most memories. <laughs> the elevator floor. Oh, yes. Yeah. That water machine right there. If you, if you say 15 years... What are you most proud of? Honestly, for me, it's we've like done everything we said we were going to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like that's the, the one right thing. way. We we mm-hmm. did it the right way. We we held to our standard in the easiest circumstances and the in the most stressful circumstances. You know, we did the little things right, which it sounds simple to respond to an email, to answer the phone, to give updates, good or bad. But it's us. Just sticking to those simple things and doing what's right for our business and our customers' business. And being able to hold true to that and say that is amazing. Yeah, because that wasn't easy. No, absolutely not. I mean, 2021 was difficult. Well, brutal. I'd agree with Dan. I, I mean, I think the follow through, what we've set out to accomplish over the past 15 years, it's like responding to a prospect email at 10 p.m. at night and closing the account and doing all the right things because they're other provider failed them it's like it's kind of what set us apart but it's what we talked about as you know friends and coworkers. but we really proved it right when we actually followed through and did what we said we were going to do i think that speaks volumes to why we're at where we are today yeah the relationships for me the, the people that i've met oh, along yeah. the way i mean i have You've have, learned how to kiss on the cheek. Yes. Yeah. 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 Tell us about that. Yeah. <laughs> In the French culture, <laughs> it is a, it's I was a custom funny. to uh, kiss on each that was on each cheek, and I thought we were going in for a kiss here. And then you're married, man. Couldn't have it. Couldn't have it. <laughs> but I, I mean, I have I have customers that you know, God forbid, I'm not doing this tomorrow, or they're not doing their positions tomorrow. But I will still. Stay in the, co- uh, contact the with them yeah. and, and, and people in this room, you know, that I'll, I will stay in touch with them the rest of my life. So, I mean, it's, I, I wouldn't do anything different. This has been a hell of an experience. Yeah. You do become the, the bond. Like anytime we're out, I mean, you laugh start to finish. You get, you get made fun of yeah. or you make fun of and we eat great food and, and have a good time. But it's like that, that coming mm-hmm. up part. It's like, oh, this job has taught me to have thicker skin. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you better be able to dish it if you you mentioned something it's like going out and just like laughing just nonstop. Mm-hmm. that's what it is i mean we go out we just have so much fun and that's the same mentality at work too and accountability too yeah mm-hmm. i'm just proud of the journey like all of us at this table for the most part 30 40 million dollars to a billion and that wasn't through acquisitions we didn't take any shortcuts that's truly organic growth and that's something nobody can take away from us. Like, no offense to the, these newer hires and, and the newer folks on board, but they'll never understand. Like, we can tell them about it. It was just different and not in a bad way. It's just, we were a different company. And if you would have gone back to when we, back in uh, 2013, when I started or 2012, when you started and you said, Hey, in about a decade, this is going to be a billion dollar team. <laughs> yeah. A year of revenue. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that, that, that is true. I mean, it's truly remarkable. I, it, 
I think it's truly unmatched, not only within the industry, but many companies to grow organically like that. When I interviewed, he's like, I want to be a billion dollar company. I'm like, okay. That's right. Okay. <laughs> okay, Mr. Elsner. Yeah. How, how much yeah. are we doing now? 30? Okay. Yeah, we'll get there. Do you know what he told me? He said he wanted a jumbo jet. That's amazing. <laughs> he's like, oh, we know we made it. You want to make? And I told him, I want to make X, X amount of dollars a year. He's like, you know what I want? What? I, said, I want a jumbo jet. What about you, Robert? So I would say the, the team I've been able to build, not just me alone, but uh, me and, and Brian, uh, it's been awesome to watch from being the first carrier sales rep to starting my own team and being very successful in that for six, seven years, and then now to, to kind of leave that. And, and obviously, that team's still a cog in the machine, but to be able to grow it as big as we have, where we're booking well over 20-plus thousand loads a month, servicing them, allowing our sales team to go out and get more business, it's definitely been really fun and unique to be able to, to build that team. 20,000 loads a month. When he started the back there, it was a thou- couple thousand, a thousand, and then now to see it today, it's been like the work you've done has been – Amazing. We drew the department, drew the type, everything, like, you know, we, and we did it very scientific. To see it today is pretty amazing. So. You're, it's amazing, but you gotta trust the process. That's right. You're you trust the process. Trust the process. Now we said that we were trusting the process. Okay. Trust the process. What are we doing? That's pretty bad. Yeah. Trust the process. You see my heart really beating? How about you? I think the thing that I'm most proud of, or I, the, like just part of the story, is to kind of like what Robert Eddie said. I, I always have to say first and last name with Robert his name's Ricky Bobby, but Bobby Ricky Bobby. But kind of like what you said on, like to be able to see, like the next chapter of people of people coming in and impacting the business. Like that's been the coolest part. Like just transitioning out of sales on a daily basis, like seeing. You all still being successful, continuing to grow, your team's growing, but then also seeing that 10 years ago, 2014, when I started, we would feed the entire That's office. Right. <laughs> White Castle. We now have five different offices, right? Yeah. However many different floors. Like the, I bet the catering order for a, for a spot for my yeah. lunch is a lot different. <laughs> Ten, <laughs> Ten crepe cases. Half of that counter was yeah. just yeah. your yeah. pods. Yeah. yeah, that was just yeah. me and Evan. Yeah. Yeah. Evan and Two I. crepe cases <laughs> each. Yeah. Evan and I. Bill yeah. crepe case. <laughs> Saturday I was <laughs> it was yeah, Mr. Money. Mr. Money was my nickname yeah. at uh, 16th in Illinois. <laughs> at the White Castle. At the White Castle. <laughs> <Mr. Fun. Yeah. laughs> that was we would get White Castle if IU won. If IU won, and then so if IU if IU lost, then, then Elsner would get yeah. White Castle. Like Shank would get White Castle on account of IU winning, and then Elsner's like, "Oh, well, IU lost. Let's celebrate with White Castle." Yeah. So, yeah. There was a stint in the fall where it was Way too much White Castle, Castle Mon- or too Mondays. Much. Yeah. But I always say to the team move quietly with focused energy to grow a story and like if you look at this story it's it's been with a lot of we did it quiet a lot of focus a ton of energy and so to see where it is today has been cool and not just that we're the size it's that that we did it the right way we did it with science we did it with data we were so addicted and obsessed with these people we talk about routing guides at night uh, for dinner and to see that and to bootstrap the hell out of it. That addiction to making that bootstrap happen was is, is hard. Like it is hard. There were days where you didn't even know if you were going to survive. And you're like, <laughs> and so like you guys all coming in and being part of that journey has been just, 
it's a testament to you guys, but that we're all sitting here today is fun and, and sitting mm-hmm. down together and having dinner and seeing everybody with families and kids and all the, the changes that have happened has been is cool. So I thank you. Thank you. Thank 15. You. Thank you. Absolutely. 15 more. Our next venture is a restaurant. 20,000. Oh, 20, yeah, I like food. Yeah, I like food. Cheers. Oh, Cheers. 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 You heard firsthand accounts from industry experts and Spot's hardworking individuals revealing a culture of collaboration and innovation. For more information about Spot, our service offerings, our people and culture, our job postings and more, check us out online at spotinc.com. That is spotinc.com. Thank you for listening and for being part of this journey. Until next time, keep striving to be more than a broker.